I did not plan to work today. Michelle can tell you that I got put on the list. And I call it, it really messed up my diabetic schedule. You know, because I eat breakfast almost a certain time, eat lunch at a certain time, and eat supper at a certain time, and take the medicine in between all that. But so you pray for me today. Because I'm feeling a little spacey. I thought for sure my brother-in-law was going to say, so what else is new, Carolyn? (laughs) Yeah. And I was serious, really. Pray for me. Did you ever go through something? And sometimes you don't know why the Lord's letting you go through this. My lesson today, and like I said, pray for me. It's called The Man Born to Pause and Ask. I believe, and I know whom I have believed, but I believe when he says, you are my child. I believe when he says, you are my child. I believe because I have became a son of God. Hallelujah, if you want to be, well, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, correct? I'm also his daughter. I am his child. I get to call him Abba, Father, hallelujah. Or I like to say Daddy, because that's what Abba means. It's a term of endearment. Now, when my father was alive, when I was younger, I called him Daddy. But when I got older, I started calling him Dad. And every now and then, and then when he got sick and was ready to pass on to the other world, I started calling him daddy a little bit more. But just as I cried out to my daddy when I was younger, my natural father, I cry out to my heavenly father, and sometimes I got to call him daddy. And I know some people don't like for you to call him daddy, but he is my daddy. He's my mother, my father, my sister, my brother. Hallelujah, he's everything to me. As I said, the man born to pause and ask. Sounds like a strange title, doesn't it? Well, there was this Jewish family, and they had a son. And when he was born, they gave him two names. Now, when I was born, not only was I given two names, I was given two more names. For those that don't know, my full name is, I was born Eunice. Okay, get it all out. If you got make fun of Eunice, you know, mama's family, that all type of thing. Carolyn Lee Grogan. That's what my parents named me. It's my understanding dad stuck the Lee in there. I'm not for sure if that's 100% correct, but that's, I think that's, yeah, after Uncle Lee. So I was named after two aunts and an uncle. I was. Two aunts and an uncle. What? Oh, great. That's right. It was Mom's uncle, wasn't it? <laughs> Before mine. But he was a great uncle, yeah. I've been trying to tell you all this time I am great. You know, I'm a great grandma. You know, so I'm great, right? I'm a great, great aunt. (laughs) So anyway, yes. 
Can you think of who I'm getting ready to speak about? Anybody comes to your mind? So the one name could be translated as small, but which came from a root word meaning to pause. Anybody get an idea, just throw it at to me. To desist or to stop. His other other name came, came from a root word that meant to ask, to seek, or to inquire. The child grew up and rarely paused or desisted from anything. Nor did he question his course. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was going to do. He studied under, I can't pronounce the name. Does anybody know where I'm going? Yeah, that's it. And he was headstrong. He had to be headstrong, didn't he? I'm talking about Paul. But you know, there was one day all of that changed for Paul. And how did it change that one day? Anybody know? The scripture says that he was he was diligent, headstrong, if you want to use that word, determined, because when Jesus came on the scene, see he was under how you pronounce his name again? Gamel. Paul studied under him. Paul was going to be what they called a builder of the law. He knew the law. He studied underneath him. And he was, here comes Jesus, you know? And the Holy Ghost is given out. And they're baptizing in the name of Jesus. It's a little different than what Paul grew up learning, wasn't it? Well, actually, it was a lot different, wasn't it? But one day he was on his way to Damascus. He went and got papers, I think, in Jerusalem so he could go to Damascus to go to the synagogues. And if he found anybody that worshipped this Jesus, he was going to put him in prison. And he didn't care if they were male, female, and I think I'm going to say children too. Because if they put both husband and wife in jail, I'm assuming the kids had to go somewhere. But anyway. So the name Paul or Paulus comes from the root word, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, P-A-U-O, Pao. I hate the Greek words, don't you? <laughs> and sometimes the Hebrews do, but which means to pause. So that day, and I think it was Paul that was standing there and held the cloak of Stephen, when they stoned Stephen. Does that show you how headstrong and determined that Paul was to do what he thought he was doing? Really, he thought he was doing God a service, wasn't he? He did, didn't he? Do we ever act that way sometimes? i got to raise my hand. Isn't that awful? <laughs> it's awful, but... I already told you it meant to sit to stop and it meant also to cease from one's course so on that way to Damascus when there shone this bright light and he heard a voice and actually Paul fell to the ground didn't he I'm going to have to tell about what was his other name 
saw. In Hebrew, it's Shaul. Now, it means, if Paul means to pause, what do you think Shaul means or, or saw in Hebrew means? It means, because I said, the man born to pause and ask and ask. And I hope you get out what I got out of this. Because I was reading it, and you know how the Holy Ghost stirs a little bit, and you go, hmm, I didn't know that about Paul. Because I've got a book about Paul, and it seemed like, the, I can't even remember the writer's name, but it seemed like he just had this vision of what Paul looked like, and it was about the, his life. You know, and there is some history to Paul's life that we can read about. Just read Acts, right? Just read Acts. So what do you think happened on the way to Damascus, why do you think it happened? Do you think it, yes, we know it happened because God had a plan for him, right? God had a plan for him. And Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the 11th through 13th verse, if you want to get that or write it down and you can read it later. Because here Paul was born and he, his name was Paul and Saul and And grew up under the law and was going to become what they call a builder of the law. He was going to be, I think he was of the Pharisees too, was he not? But God had a plan for him. And say amen if you got it. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. Now, as Eunice Carolyn Lee Grogan Anderson is standing before you, I would have to say there are times, I love this Jeremiah 29th, 11th verse. But there are times when God says, you're going to have to pause a little bit. And then you're going to have to ask me a little bit. Or you're going to have to pause a whole lot. Or you're going to have to ask me a whole lot. Because he had... Because he said, he tells me right here, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, the Lord is telling me in the scripture. Hallelujah. Think about that. Now, I truly believed that from a child, God called me. And as a child, I didn't understand it all. Because I remember going with my mother to different churches and I would tell my mom, I really don't like that church. And we ended up to a church of God of Prophecy on South Highland there in Bloomington. And it was good. But there was still something missing. You know what I'm saying? And then one day, now remember, I know the thoughts I have towards you. We ended up in Steinsville. Not a big church. Not a fancy church. Not something, you know... I don't know how to word this. Yeah. Right. Not easy to get to. But I was 11. Got baptized and I was 12, 12, 
12 and got filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 12. So I truly believe that the Lord had this plan for me to go there. That was the beginning of my calling. Just as you may say, well, Paul was, he believed he was under the law and he, he studied the law. He participated in the law, if that's the right word. But that day he was going to Damascus. God pushed the pause button. Right? Now let's turn to Acts, the ninth chapter. It's just a simple message, but I... Because, you know, one of these days, one of these days we're all going to have a new name. I might have been born with four, but I'm just more concerned with that new name. And I already told you this. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went into the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they be men or women, he might bring them bound unto, unto Jerusalem. So this is what Paul was doing. Have you ever really thought you were so right that you end up doing wrong. But you really thought you were doing God a service. You really thought you were right. Until one day, you had to stop and pause. And then you had to say, and I'm talking about myself. Oh God. Oh Lord. Oh Jesus. That wasn't right. And then I'd have to say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit. And sometimes I'd have to say, Lord, forgive me. I truly thought I was doing the right thing, even though it was not the right thing. And what did Jesus say to Paul as he was on the way to Damascus? Oh, I got it backwards. It was Saul first, wasn't it? Yes, it was Saul. I'm sorry. But Paul does mean pause, and Saul means ask. I'm sorry I had that backwards. So what did Jesus say to Saul when the light shone? And he, I believe he was, he was either walking or on a, maybe a camel or a donkey or something. But anyway, he was on the ground. And what did Saul say? He said, Who art thou, Lord? And this is what got me, because he said, who art thou, Lord? Because you've got to remember, he was under the law. They were all under the law at that time. Who art thou, Lord? And Jesus says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And the other men that were with Paul didn't see the light, I don't believe, but they heard the voice. So I want you to picture, um, yeah, I was getting ready to say, about your own life. You know, my, my spirituality started when I was young as a child, but if you start from the time you're filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in His name, it's been a long time for me. But when I look back at the things that I have been through, the trials, the temptations, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of that 
there are times I've got to pause too. Now, my name doesn't mean pause, nor does any of my names mean pause, or does any of my names mean ask. But we as servants of God do sometimes need to pause. Say, okay, Lord, I'm here. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the scripture says, I'm paraphrasing, you don't have because you ask not. That's not in there by coincidence. Nothing in the word of God, nothing in here is done or said by coincidence. Just like Paul Saul having two names. That wasn't coincidence. You'd say, what's what his parents named him? Okay, that is what his parents named him. But do you really think it was a coincidence? Do you think maybe God had something in that? Because names were really important. I know today we don't name our children like, I named mine Melissa and Michelle because there weren't too many Melissas and Michelles around. You know, there was a lot of Debbies and, and Cheryls going on at the time I was having kids. But I didn't name them because Michelle means this or M Melissa means this. But back then they did. Just like when Moses, with the Pharaoh's daughter, drew him out of the water, she named him Moses, or in Hebrew it's Moshe, because she drawed him out of the water. So he was named that. And I truly believe God had his hand in all of that. Just as with Paul. He knew that one day he was going to meet Paul and Saul. That sounds like two people, don't it? He was going to meet Saul on the way to Damascus. And he was going to show him who he was. And I truly believe if we pause and ask we will receive. And as it says, and when you seek him with your whole heart, there are times, I hate to say it and I hate to tell myself, but it's the truth. I don't seek him all the time with my whole heart. And I love the fact that I can talk to him. But it's with the heart, my whole heart. When I talk to him about the house, and most of you know the story that I'm living in, I was talking to the Lord. I wasn't down on my knees and praying and snotting and crying, but I was talking to him from my heart, with my whole heart that day, because things were going on, and I just said, you know, just started talking about it, and, and to be honest with you, I don't even know why I started talking to him about the house other than I don't believe it was a coincidence, and it definitely wasn't a coincidence when Linda and Eddie told me the same thing that I had talked to the Lord about. Because God leads me and guides me. Do I always listen? No. Do I always ask? No. But I want you to see that this man that was, had other plans for his life, he was going to be top dog, if you want to call it that. He was a, of the Pharisees, I believe. I think Paul was of the, I want to say the Benjamin tribe. Can't remember. 
what happens when you get old. Older. So when Jesus said, Saul, Saul, he was saying, ask, ask. I can't, I can't even imagine seeing this. I've had some awesome spiritual experiences. I can tell you about one I was feeling. We lived in our very first trailer. Might have been the second trailer, doesn't matter, but... And I don't know why I was feeling down, feeling blue, whatever you want to call it. And so finally, I just went in to my bedroom. So I paused and got down on my knees and started to pray and started praying the Holy Ghost. So I truly believe I was asking because I remember saying, Lord, you're going to have to take, I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. You're going to have to take this away from me. Have you ever felt that way? I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. But Lord, I know that you're the only one that can take it away from me. You're the only one that can deliver me from this feeling. Because I know it's not from you. So it has to be from the enemy because it is not from you, Lord. And I don't know how to describe what I saw. But did any of you see the movie The Shack? Yes. And you see when they were, God and the Son was on it like a hill, and they seen these other, I guess, what were they called? They weren't called spirits, but, but they were different colors. You seen a form, but you really didn't see a form. I mean, it wasn't flesh and blood type of thing. That's what I saw. And so... I didn't feel that way anymore, Sister Wendy, when I got up off my knees. But if I hadn't paused, I mean, I could have let the flesh take over and oh, go pop a pill or something, you know. And I'm not against medicine, don't get me wrong, because I have taken antidepressants before. So I'm not against that. But I know who, where my strength comes from. And my strength comes from the Lord. And when you hear the, the scripture that says, I look and I lift up my head. Now I can't, now I can't say it right. I look up my, I lift up my eyes and to the hills from whence cometh my help. Because my help comes from the Lord. You know why when they say I lift up my eyes? Because they're probably praying. And then they lift up their eyes. Now, how many has ever done that? Yeah, because there's nothing in this world, nothing. There is not anything in this world that helps me like Jesus Christ. You hear me? There is nothing in this world that helps me, and I'm sure that's the same thing for you, like Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that he did what he did on Calvary. Can I use the word happy? I'm so happy. Come on. I'm so happy that I got a God that loves me, that shows me you need to pause and ask. And I know the thoughts that I have for you and an expected end. You know what my expected in is? What is your expected in? 
Amen. <laughs> that we're going to live with him eternally, see him face to face. Come on, see him face to face. If we pause and we ask, you have not because you ask not. And I'm guilty. And I've testified and told, it's hard for me to give the Lord 100% control. And I don't know if that's some things that's happened to me in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? How many has that problem sometimes? But I'm so glad that when I do, when I finally, this flesh is put down and the inward man comes up, comes out, however you want to word it, and I give it to the Lord, give it totally to him. When I give it totally to him, <laughs> it just is awesome. And sometimes miracles happen. Come on. Sometimes healing happens, right? When you come before him with your whole heart, you're going to see a change. You're going to see things move. When you pray to him with your whole heart, and you'd think that I would learn that lesson and pray all the time <laughs> with my whole heart. But things do happen to us. Life tries to... Life happens and life tries to ensnare you like time. How many has time to do the, all the things they'd like to do? Well, I don't have time to do all the things I want to do. <laughs> I did retire from GE, but I'm, and Lord willing, as we say sometimes, Lord willing, in the creek don't rise, I'm going to quit when I turn 65 at my second job. <laughs> Give my second one. No, because there are some things that I'm praying about that I want to do for the Lord. And there are some things that I just want to do for me. But I say, Lord, if it's thy will. And I'll tell you one of the things that I want to do is I want to go to Ireland. I always want to go back to Israel. But I want to go to Ireland and Scotland and Britain. Now, that's one of the things I want to do in the flesh. It doesn't necessarily call it, I'm not going to call it a spiritual thing, but I would like to, if the Lord, if it's your will, I can go, then maybe I can witness to somebody. But I know when I say, Lord, I want to go to Israel, it's a spiritual thing for me. So when Paul finally said, Lord, who, who art thou? He didn't say it that way, did he? He finally realized it was a revelation. And then there was another man that the Lord talked to. Now, you got to remember, Paul went to a house. I think it was, uh, it was Simon the Tanner's house. I'm trying to do it by memory, and it's awful. <laughs> and he was fasting, and he was praying. He was still pausing, and he was still asking. So Jesus goes to Ananias. I'm going to say it that way. And he says, I want you to go to a street called Straight. And there is Paul. 
Oh, Judas the tanner. Okay, I had the tanner right. And I want you to go lay hands on him. Anyway, the Lord was telling him, Arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. That's what the Lord told to, to Saul at the time. Of course, it tells how when his eyes were open, he saw no man because of the glory of the Lord. The glory. And of course, that brought Moses to my mind. He was in the cleft of the rock and only seen the Lord's hind parts. And he had to have a veil put over his head when he came down. So you can imagine. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Or he said, He nay. <coughs> he nay. In the Hebrew is behold. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, of one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So you know Paul was praying and he was, he was still paused and still asking because the Lord showed him, okay, I'm going to go get Ananias and he's going to come and lay his hand on you and you're going to receive your sight. So the Lord has to work on Ananias. The Lord has to work on Saul at the same time. There's nothing by coincidence. It's all God's plan. It's all his calling that is on your life. It's the word, too. Well, what did Ananias answer the Lord? He said, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, now remember this scripture, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles, come on, and kings and the children of Israel. Come on. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles. Amen. And kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And we've said this a lot of times. If we suffer with him, we're going to reign with him. And I think, if, you, if I can put it this way, Paul learned his lesson, didn't he? Or Saul learned his lesson. Turn to Romans 1 and 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Because the good news came. 
And that's what gospel means. Good news. And after Paul, or Saul at the time, paused and asked, his life was changed forever. Right? And can you say, Elder Bill, that when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost and baptized his name, was not your life changed forever? When you did away with the old man and the new man rose up, I know my life has been changed forever. The Lord never promised me a rose garden. He didn't tell me that I'm always going to be happy. He didn't tell me I was always going to be on top of the mountain. But he did say, I'm going to be with you always, Sister Connie. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you, no matter if you kind of turn your back on me, which I did for nine and a half years. He never left me. I left him. But that Holy Ghost was still there. And when it came time, I truly believe when it came time, the Lord said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm putting it, you know, I truly believe that. And why do I believe that? Because I felt that tugging, that wells of the living waters that's down inside. I felt that tugging, wanting to come back out to stir up again what I had received from the Lord and the calling. Now, there's some things happened in my life that might have changed, I hate to say, my original calling. Does that make sense? Because I ended up getting a divorce. I believe that the Lord did have a calling on mine and Jimmy's life, but... The, does that make sense? But I'm still called. Right? I'm still called. And I told him that no matter what comes my way, no matter what comes my way, say that with me, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to serve you, Lord. Because I don't know how many chances you have given me. And I'm going to tell you more than a second chance. You've brought me through things that I never thought I would survive. You've given me little things that filled my heart just as much as some of the big things that you gave me, Lord. And I always want to pause and ask. Now, my name doesn't mean that. But I want to ask. I want to pause when this life gets so busy and you're thinking, you know, it's January the 5th, 2020. Anybody else? Seems like 19, 2019 just flew by. You know, you can, you can say, oh, that's six months away, but six months is there before you know it. Sometimes the only time time goes slow is when you don't want to be at work, and it doesn't seem like it's ever going to get four o'clock. But, but time 
has a way of getting away from us, does it not? From the cares of the life. Because that's what this world's all about, isn't it? Come on. Time is money. Come on. Time is money. We got to get this done. I mean, it's the same thing. You got to get this done right now. Come on. One of the girls at TJ Maxx, she wanted some tickets made. And she's going, she's going like this. She was in a hurry. She said, it was Maddie. Just submission. Michelle knows who she Come on, honey, can you make me this tag? I need this tag. I need two for this, and I need one for this. Come on, honey, do it right now. Do it right now. All but snapped her fingers. And I'm standing there with my hand on my hip, just listening and kind of chuckling to myself. And, of course, there's a line. We did inventory, and there's a line to make new tickets. And she just, she just butted in, you know. Come on. But how much of your life sometimes... Has life itself butted into your life and made you kind of stop sometimes from what you should be doing, what the Lord has called you to do? Because let's let's face it, we're not perfect yet. But remember Paul, whenever you get down and say, what if he hadn't paused and asked the Lord. Even as a child, when I received the Holy Ghost, I had to ask for it. I had to stop what I was doing, you know, and go to the, you know, to the altar and say, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. I want to be baptized. I had to ask for that. If you can't stop, if you can't pause enough to seek, you'll never find anything more than what you already have. See, Paul... It doesn't say, the scriptures doesn't say that he thought about what he had lost, you know, as being the builder, one of the builders of the children of Israel. I mean, he wasn't just a, you know, lowly mayor or governor, if you want to put it in that terms. He was going to be up there. But I just thank him. I just thank him. But Paul received so much more that day. He received so much more than what he was doing. I'm not saying Paul was a bad man. You know what I'm saying? Because he was under the law and he believed the law and he lived the law. But he didn't quite know who Jesus was. So that's why, that's why the man born to pause and to ask. And it didn't happen overnight. And none of the things that the Lord has in store for us down the road, sometimes they don't. They're not going to happen overnight. Sometimes things do happen a little more quickly than what we think. Sure. Just like... She wanted them tickets made, you know. So your mission today, if you choose to accept the mission, and the tape's going to burn up in a minute. Today, pause, stop what you're doing, cease from your routine and your course, and with no preconceptions, Seek him. That's your mission for today.
and I hope you got something out of it. I know it's hard in our busy lives to pause and take that time, you know. Um, I know with me, I have to force myself, even if it's in the morning, I have to force myself to do it first thing and right off the bat. Or else it can't happen because I get too much other stuff in my head <laughs> to pause, to read, to hear. And uh, and to listen, <laughs> um, and sometimes we get just like Paul, where we need something a little dramatic that comes into our lives that makes us pause, you know, and um, things, death of a family member usually creates a pause for everybody, as everybody sits at the around the casket or at the memorial service and they all start to realize the thing that we seem to forget most days of our lives is this isn't permanent and one day it will be us if the Lord tarries you know and uh, we all kind of have that appointment and through our process Maybe it's nice that we have those moments where we do go in there and we realize that it's a pause and get ourselves refocused, you know. I know myself as a minister, one of my, how to put this, my favorite parts is to do funerals because it is a moment that everybody is pausing. Everybody is comprehending that this is something we're all going to face.